Welcome to Aw Crap, the Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. Yeah! Yeah. Um, Mark David Christensen, hangover, hangover. (laughs) I love you, you immediately called out my hangover. Yes, I have a very bad hangover. I just want people to know so they can can just sympathize. Thank you. I I drank too much in celebration of uh, uh, the presidential election as well as being married with another couple I who think also that's got great. married. So yeah. Thanks. It's so cool. I I think you're right. It's very cool. I just it's just funny to be at the age I am or just the awareness that I am these days of like yeah, you didn't need to drink that much and now you're Dude, as soon as I hit 30, it really is like that. You hit 30 and hangovers are just so much worse. Yeah. It's like, this is my day so now. So much worse. I'm just going to, af- yeah. after we're done recording here, I'm just going to immediately get back into bed. It'll probably be your morning tomorrow. <laughs> I hope not. Shit's fucked up. <laughs> you got to hydrate. I definitely have to hydrate. I got up and just, like, I couldn't fall back to sleep because of it in the morning. And I just got up and, like, started drinking kabooch with ginger just to, like, settle my stomach. Ginger will help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I had oh, a breakfast boy. sandwich, too, with bacon. Oh, hell yeah. I need the greasiest breakfast if I'm hungover. Yeah. Um, like the biggest, hugest, like the th- fucking three courses. Nice. The biggest breakfast possible. Nice. Big breakfast for Kate. Big breakfast, dude. <laughs> delicious. Uh, delicious. Uh, what's delicious <laughs> is this little story we're going to cover today. It's so cool. Uh, what we're doing uh, for listeners, because we have no segments, we're just going to jump right into this little story. This is... Um, out of Reach is the title of it. That's what it was originally published as. Um, just a little information about this. Another like reordering that happened um, within the Mignolaverse and Hellboy's timeline or like collections. It originally was published with along with three other stories um, for Hellboy Free Comic Book Day 2008, um, which would have been May and May. So it was part of three stories, including The Mole, Bishop Olex Devil and then out of reach. But then later on, they what they did is they, in reordering it, they made it the prologue um, to the the warning. Uh, the warning was when it was a collector. The warning was published. We'll cover that next season. But this, but now this is also the prologue to BPRD's The Warning, uh, which it looks like the trade paperback when it was first reordered was in April of two thousand nine. So yeah. So that that's just to clear up, uh, but we're going to just cover this uh, little prologue slash story, um, which is happening immediately after The Killing Ground. Um, but uh, I'll let you get some credits and take over, Kate. Yeah, it's uh, written by Mike Mignola and John Arcuti, illustrated by Guy Davis, uh, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, and edited by Scott Alley. Boo! Ooh. And uh, yeah, the cover, the free comic book day cover is really neat. Um, it. it has like a big prominent Hellboy surrounded by, uh, we have like Johan right underneath him as well as, um, Trevor Broom down there oh, yeah. too in the foreground. Um, we also see, I guess the black goddess maybe with this like it looks winged like a demon. figure. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the black goddess to be honest. Maybe, yeah, I guess you're right. There's no, like, crown or anything. Yeah. We do have, like, a crowned angel with, like, a little piece of paper 
uh, on top of a book and the paper says free. <laughs> That's so funny. It's very silly. It's like such a fun um, detail and a little like a uh, skeletal figure in the background. Just really neat. What a nice free comic book day comic that would have been back in 08. Yeah. I really particularly like uh, Hellboy's um, grimace on this yeah. cover. He looks like he's straight out of a, an old noir movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got his little like stub of a cigarette and uh it's yeah, he's he's just looking cool. Of course in the collected ones we have the just like the cover for the warning instead, and, which is also cool. Yeah, and we'll cover that yeah. later, but I mean what what they did add is this cool like prologue title page as well, which just has the dagger which will that uh Chavez from Killing Ground was going to use to try to kill um, Daimyo. Yeah. It's just a very simplistic little title page, which is really nice. It's very cool. Yeah, and it opens up with, it's like right after Daimyo's missing, Abe is suited up. He's going to go back into the field, you know, sweaters off, and bulletproof vest is on at this point. And he's, uh, he's kind of like, Letting everybody know, you know, we had a lot of losses and kind of like, kind of like insinuating like, you know, Johan lost his fucking body, which sucks. <laughs> and he's like, everybody go get breakfast. But Johan's like, hey, shouldn't I lead this? Uh, the cold won't affect me at all, but it yeah. would affect you. And Abe kind of shuts him down. This, this is like a conversation that happens in front of the other BPRD agents, too, where he's like, no, Johan, I don't think it makes sense for you to even go on this search the um the, the rest of you gear up and get breakfast and blah 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 and johan's like do you not trust me you know and i think abe at this point is like i've been a field operative for years it's i should go so he's kind of like pushed to actually go back out into the field at this point it's like it's kind of a long time coming for him to go back out into yeah. the field and this big bad thing happened, you know, while he was kind of on hiatus from that. So he probably feels responsible. I would, totally. I would guess. Yeah, it's like him re, it's him renewing like his sort of uh, lack of a better way of putting it, but like a membership. It's like, okay, I'm doubling down. I'm actually gonna uh, do this. I'm com I'm recommitting to the BPRD yeah. in a way. Yeah, and to like membership and leadership too. Yeah, he's like right back in charge. Um, and then he says, and obviously there are things you should be taking care of right here. Lots of things, which is like, oh, okay. Like what? And then, so at first he kind of wanders, <laughs> Yo, we see Johan wander to the break room and just kind of sit at one of the tables by himself. Just kind of like, you can almost like hear the clock ticking in that frame. Yeah. Then he goes down to, I guess, like the morgue where his body is like there on the table. and. The like BPRD mortician or uh, what do you call them? Uh, not mortician, fuck. Current cor Co coroner, yeah. He's like, do you want to spend some time with the body? Uh, Kate Corrigan told me that you should if you want to. And he's like, no. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there's a dagger that's like totally missing. The whole reason we're looking at these guys is for this dagger. Um, anyway, Kate Corrigan's going to be real mad when I give her this clipboard and it says we don't have the <laughs> dagger. And Yohan's like, you know what? I'll go give that to Kate. Why don't you take it easy? She'll probably be mad when she gets this news anyway. So 
the coroner's like happy to do it. He's like, sure, go ahead. <laughs> it's a very fun, a little like in the midst of this sort of moment for Johan or like a, another comedic moment for Johan to be like, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, w- wait a moment. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be punished for, you know, he's like very convincing. And this guy's like more. Yeah, he is like eager to take him up on that because he doesn't want to, I don't know, in, like suffer Kate Corrigan's wrath or whatever. But then Johan takes the clipboard and it cuts to a close up shot of one of these like incubated bodies like a really close up of the face um and another like BPRD scientist saying like yeah we've tried everything we can't really get this guy to continue to like develop into a human being i guess um like how the robots were doing on that island when they made all the other body like husks he's like yeah yeah it's uh you know can't really do it he's just kind of jelly uh, I'm going to go bra- grab some breakfast. Do you want me to lock up? Or are you going to say, you know, it's like, I'm going to say, and we see him kind of sitting in front of this tube with this, like, you know, not quite fully developed yet body. Obviously I think Johan's like covetous of this body. Like he's like, I want this to yeah. finish developing and become real so I can be back in a, in a human body again. It was so great. I loved it. Yeah. And there's, and the only and the person that took it away was Daimyo. Yeah. In his Jaguar form. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, not like on purpose, but yeah, it's like that sort of feels like a little, I don't know. Shit's getting complicated for Johan. And then he pulls out that dagger that had was missing, according to the coroner. Johan had it the whole time, of course, and he's like kind of just holding it gingerly, and. I guess so he's going to try to use that somehow to get vengeance, get I, vengeance or, or like use some kind of power to like help finish this body or something like, I, I mean, I picked up, I don't think the bodies, I think for what I, t- I took from just this simple story, this prologue is I think that, I think that body is not going to grow. I think they're like, and we he's Johan's like pissed, and he's gonna yeah. get revenge. Ooh, I think boy. there's no hope, and then it's just like now he has this, and it leaves us going, "What is his next move?" It's such a good t- teaser. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very fascinating. I mean, like I think you said before we got on mic, Kate, you're like, "I liked this. I just want to keep reading," and I'm like, "Yeah, I do too." Totally. I mean, we're definitely not going to be covering the story until next season, but it's like this is like a. You just said it, but it's like a perfect teaser to what's to come because we've had, especially after Killing Ground, and it's like, wow, and there's so much to unpack. Oh, yeah. And like, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where we go from here. I think I've already stated that before. Oh, and then you and I both thought this separately and like talked about it for a second. But the dagger reminds us of the dagger that we saw in The Drowning, which... Trevor Broom was like, I'll, I'll just read it. From the Lipu Monastery in Tibet around 300 BC, the story goes that one day a bronze statue of the Hindu goddess Durga told one of the monks to make these weapons specifically for the killing of demons. He made 10 of them, one for each of her bronze arms. Isn't that fantastic? So like that was <laughs> one of those was used to like cat, like imprison that warlock in his body and i think very possibly this could be another one of the daggers the hilt looks different 
like the hilt of the dagger in the drowning has the black goddesses like figure like face on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one obviously is like the kind of like half circle with little spikes coming out of it. It could be broken. I mean, this one looks like it. Or it could just be different. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Isn't this so this is the one that Daimyo's team like teammate or whatever. Chavez, former Marine. He got this dagger from the South American. Yeah. like a, shaman? Um, yes. I don't know if they call him a shaman in the in the story. Did they make that actually? Are we dead wrong? I don't we could be dead wrong. I would love to hear from our listeners about that. I think that. they say the origin of or this dagger like, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'd have to go back in and uh, and specifically look at the killing ground to confirm that. Yeah. But I'd love to hear from our listeners. I mean, I'm also what you're saying to me is like it seems like maybe these daggers are at play. You know what I mean? And it's like we have now two that are we two that like specifically another. kill demons too. It's like yeah. pretty specific. Um, shit. Now I want to go back and read Killing Grounds. <laughs> I mean, that's what's great about these this this world that Mignola and Urkudi have all been building. It's like this is the fun part where we start to like things are starting to intertwine, and you got to go back and read a lot of times and be like, hey, what was this? Oh, did I miss this? This is. That's what I'm loving about this. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm borrowing Kilogram as we speak. That's so I funny. don't think I'm going to find it fast enough, but it's like now I got to find out. Because I... It's been like a few months since we read this. Yeah, it has. Sorry. Oh, my God. This is so boring. I'm like literally going through... You're so funny. A comic book. I like want to know the answer right now. Because I think they do talk about the origin of the stagger. I'm downloading it, too, right now. Let me see. <laughs> Let's see if we can't find it, because I bet we can. Okay, here we go. I found. I Literally, I opened my, my hoopla after just downloading it, and then my where I left off is him literally getting handed the dagger. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, Hulahana, Hulahana the, was once a priest in the cult. So he's an old priest, so he's this dagger scene, it's implied. In the jaguar cult. Yeah. I'm going to read this whole thing. Okay. If you'd known that uh, Polanco had been touched by the Jaguar spirit, he said he never would have agreed to see us. Polanco had to become one who Juana called an emissary of the Jaguar god, half human, half demon. And it was fulfilling its only objective. It killed every human it could find that was not an anointed member of the cult of the Jaguar. Huahana uh, was once a priest in the cult. He never told me why. He, le- he left, but I didn't I didn't care. All that mattered was that he was able to perform an initiation which made me invisible to the god thing that was preying on the locals. In the process, I learned everything a hunter of these monsters should know. Unlike the great spirit, these emissaries are not immortal, but still are very hard to kill. You can hurt them, but they will always heal given time. So Huanahana forged a special blade. Used okay. properly, he told me it could kill even a ghost. So... I, 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 so he actually yes. made that dagger. Yeah. Or, but it doesn't okay. mean, I mean, you could, that language could mean, it doesn't mean he forged it right then. He could have forged it at any time prior to Chavez getting it. True. That's all I'm saying. But again, he I could mean, have put like a different hilt on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, it doesn't sound like they are the same of those 10, but it could, at the same time, no. it could be. I don't know how old this, this shaman is, you know? True. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't say when. But 
it's definitely they're the daggers are definitely similar in the sense that their their purpose is to kill demons. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just too. It's like so similar. Like we and we both it made us both think that. So I'm glad we both checked it out. Yeah, totally. Well, I I mean, I I this issue is I mean this short story is so fun. It's a great teaser for what's to come in the future of not only um, our reading, but also the podcast for the next season. It's like, oh, we have a lot of fun stuff. Hell yeah. That we're going to get um, in in next year. Um, even though we're not done in this episode, we're just winding down. Um, but it's it's really exciting stuff. I, um, And I like that this teaser is also like, they do this great thing. And I think Arcudi is really good at this. If like he's he's giving us information to close certain doors and like put finality for things. That's why I think there's a finality on him not getting another human body in this. But then it opens up just by the the last shot being him holding that dagger. It opens up other questions, especially even with Abe. It's like if Abe is now going out in the field, it's closing the door on his self discovery to us to a degree, and, and his like. And now opening, it's like, okay, with him knowing him new, more information about himself, him going in the field is probably going to be, there's going to be differences on how he is in the field. Yeah. Which is just cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I like it. I think it's a really so good, cool teaser. Super intriguing. Big fan of it. Big fan. But that's it for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about this one, and we'll... We're going to cover in the next coming uh, weeks those two other stories, uh, Bishop Olex Devil and The Mole. But um, and they'll probably be like this, where we're just kind of maybe... I don't know what what's in store for those stories because I haven't pre- previously read them, um, to be completely honest. And I'm excited to see what they do or what they offer up. Totally. Like this one has done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't have really any suggestions that are related to this. I, I, before we got on mic, part of our hangover cure or my hangover cure was <laughs> watching on Disney Plus's the like the Animal Kingdom like sort of docu series they have, and I was enjoying that a lot. Oh, cool! So if you have Disney Plus, watch that. That sounds fun. <laughs> Anything from you, Kate? Anything else? Any recommendations off of that? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> that's all good <laughs> sorry this one's more just about us being excited for the future of BPRD hell yeah um, and we want to hear your thoughts out there listeners we'd love to hear your thoughts on this short story slash prologue for the warning we want to hear where you were maybe if you if, uh, when you first read this story your thoughts on it how did it got you super excited as well but also we want to hear all your thoughts anything we missed in this little short thing your knowledge about the daggers um, as well as anything you wanted to share on your thoughts on prior episode, prior episodes or even future episodes to come, send us an email at awcrapahelpwaypodcast at gmail.com. As well as you can follow us on social media, that is Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, we are awcrapahelpwaypodcast. As well as Twitter, we are awcraphelpwaypodcast. Just remember that it, you, we, will, um, we actively try to respond to any direct messages or comments. Um, on anything we do post um, regarding the the seasons and the episodes, um, we will respond to those. Just be aware if you do want your thoughts um, or your comments shared on the show, do email us again at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. That being said, all I can ask you right now is to 
rate and review us in whatever format you choose to listen to us, listen to us on. Um, but if you can, please go out of your way to go on Apple Podcasts and give us a, a, rev, a rate and a review. If your uh, review is a five-star review and it starts with the word boom, we will read your review right here on the show. Oh, that reminds me, Kate. Yeah. We have a boom review. Oh. <laughs> we do. Let me look here. I think we have a... Let me just give me a second. You chuckle through it, but let's look. I think we have a little boom. I was yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, this, here we go. A boom review came through, folks. It says boom with exclamation point. Oh, it's yeah. Kate Thompson. Uh, she says boom. Hey, it's uh, me, Kate. I know writing a five-star review for your own podcast is like voting for yourself for student council president, but just chill out. I don't come to your podcast and knock the MacBook out of your hands. Only Ogdru Jihad can judge me. Hell yeah, dude. Hell <laughs> yeah. Only Ogdru Jihad can judge me. That is Kate's boom review. <laughs> but that is, that's an example. You give us a boom review. We kept I'm talking read about it. it. I was like, it's been a while since we got a new one. I got to go. I loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was like, I was just wait. I didn't want to tell you. I was like, I'll just wait. He'll find it. Oh, I found it a couple of days ago, <laughs> and then I'm glad I reminded myself right now. <laughs> so funny. I found it very funny. Good. I'm glad. And it gave us a great example for listeners. That's a boom review. You your thoughts <laughs> shared. Give us a boom review or email us again at awcrapihelpwaypodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for this this one of our shortest episodes. Yeah. But a delightful episode that's gotten us really excited for the future so of Hellboy and BPRD. Yeah, very fun. Um, literally, let us know about those daggers if you have any other knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and with that being said, Kate, I want to just, this has been fun. Yeah. I'm hungover. Yeah, go hydrate. Thanks for being patient with Of course. Oh, my God, you're fine. Back our time, guys, <laughs> to record. Uh, but for you listeners, I just want to thank you again for listening. And remember, we love you. It did it quiet for the hungover people. <laughs> Howdy, folks. This is Jacob Ben Shmuel, the co creator and showrunner of One Million Musicals. This month, shootout, horses, and a sheriff just trying to keep the peace. You see, it might sound crazy to some, but I'm a lawman with no gun. Oh, I've been... The Lawman with No Gun, starring Book of Mormon's Kevin Clay, is available now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.